Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly discussion that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. That's D-H-A-R-M-A media.com. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's edition of Conversations. Z, we're having a pretty interesting discussion about ignorance and the news. And we often talk about the news. News these days is something you can't escape. You pick up your phone, you get news alerts. I work in finance, so if you're walking by anyone's office, they've got some TV on, and you got all these people talking about financial markets, banking crises, interest rate moves. But none of it is news. None of it really has any relevance to decisions that we're going to make. None of it gives us clarity on what's happening in the world. A lot of it is just entertainment. It's chatter. It's just constant stimulation. You see some of the same thing in politics, where you've got news, you've got commentary, but a lot of it is people sharing opinions. It's trying to get a reaction out of the crowd. It's bringing in guests and then trying to humiliate those guests on your show so that you can provoke the other side. So the question is, what is news? What is really the news? What are the important things that we need to be focused on? And there's so many things beneath the surface that we don't hear about. So as you, you, we were talking a minute ago, you were going through some articles and some headlines about stuff that's pretty vitally important to our daily survival, pretty vitally important to our long-term health or quality of life. But these are things that just don't get that much press. So there was a headline about fake sugar, how fake sugar gets stuck in food and uh, that disrupts uh, the metabolic processes of the body. There was an article you read about fish, how freshwater fish, eating freshwater fish is equivalent to drinking a month of water that has forever chemicals. So you can think about what that means. If you're eating fish every single day, what is that doing to your body? What are the things that you're ingesting that you're never going to get rid of? There are articles about millennials and how millennials are going through severe health problems at a rate that we've never seen in previous generations. But this is the stuff that's buried. It's the stuff that you have to kind of dig around for. The news that we see, it's about what's happening with Russia, how Russia is terrible, about what's happening with Trump uh, versus uh, DeSantis. Uh, what new statement did one politician make? What did someone else say in response? It's designed to either entertain, maybe to inform, but provide information that's really not that relevant. A lot of it is designed to provoke, to hit those buttons. And social media has really perfected this technique. Uh, so the YouTubes, the Instagrams, they end up sending information that they know is going to generate an emotional response. And because it generates an emotional response, it keeps us hooked, it keeps us engaged. It actually increases polarization, it raises our blood pressure, but that's what passes for news. Uh, so when we're thinking about news and we're thinking about managing ourselves and figuring out what information is important for us to really run our lives effectively, we need to know what's not news, we need to know how to filter that out and really go back and focus on things that are essential. So as we were talking, see, you sent me a passage from the Mahabharata, which I've read before. Uh, you sent this to me before, but I think it's worth reiterating. 
it's an interesting discussion. And this is a discussion between Yudhisthar, uh, who is the most virtuous man in the world, and this demon who lives in a lake. So Yudhisthar comes and disturbs the lake, uh, or I think his brothers do, and his brothers are all dead. So he comes and he finds his brothers, and this creature that he sees in the lake says, if you can answer all my questions, I'll restore the life of your brothers. So he asks him a series of questions. And one of those questions is, what is the news? So here's the answer. The world full of ignorance is like a pan. The sun is fire. The days and nights are the fuel. The months and the seasons constitute the wooden handle. Time is the cook that is cooking all creatures in that pan. That is the news. So let's break that down. Out of everything that's happening in the world, all of the petty conflicts, all of the dramas, all of the celebrity nonsense, the only news that really matters is that the world is full of ignorance. We don't have a lot of time. We're going to die. So let's make some good use of the time that we have. That's it. That's the most important thing that we can focus on. But it's not exciting. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's scary. It sounds terrible. It's like, oh my God, why are you reminding me that I'm going to die? Why are you reminding me that time is grinding us into dust? And then what am I supposed to do about it? I'm supposed to fix my life. That sounds hard. I've got to stop looking at my phone. I don't want to do that. So that news isn't going to sell. But for people who maybe are looking to improve themselves, that's probably the most fundamental piece of news that is out there. It was true 5,000 years ago. It's true today. Another interesting thing, Z, that we talked about is how what we see in the external world is the same as what we experience internally. And we've talked about this a bit in other episodes on the podcast. But for example, the polarization that we see in the world, it's a reflection of the anger that we feel, the uncertainty that we feel, uh, the fact that we've got to align with our own tribes. So all of that anxiety then manifests in the external world as polarization. Uh, this idea that we have, we talked about drama a few podcasts ago, how we turn nothing into problems and how we create storylines that are just figments of our imagination. We do this in our everyday life. We over-dramatize what's happening. We put ourselves at the center of some soap opera, but we do this in the world as well. Uh, when we look outside, we say, oh, these people are terrible. This group of people is horrible. These people are evil. They're going to bring us down. And then guess what? That leads to war. So another part of the news and a part of clearing up the ignorance is to recognize that to really understand the world, we need to understand ourselves. And maybe that's another part of the news that we want to focus on. Those are just some introductory thoughts that I have, Z. I'm curious what you think. I know you were fired up about this topic. You had all these headlines you were getting into. I think it's really an interesting contrast between the news that we get every day and how meaningless that is versus the news that's really important that we hardly hear about. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, man, I, I feel like the power that we surrender to ignorance is the biggest news there is, is if we strive for just a small amount of enlightenment. I mean, just crack the curtain open just a little bit to let light in. 
it will go a long way into improving the general quality of our lives and the lives of our loved ones. Most of the news you hear suppresses intelligence and it keeps us in a kind of a, a primal dog chasing his tail mentality. You hear some of these things and, and, and you try to have discussions with people and you see that more and more the tools of intelligence, the things that are left behind from just intelligent exercises are long gone. And it just all boils down to visceral things like I feel this way or I feel that way. And it's not just in people who are illiterate, uncouth, unread, uneducated. It seems to be affecting all of us. The news that's there is that, that is important is news that guides you or gives you light through the intelligence. The what, why, and how to evolve yourself, to improve yourself. If it's not doing that, it's doing the opposite. It's really, we're at that point. As, as once a very wise friend told me, we no longer live in an age or a time where there's a middle ground. It is sad to say we're there. Um, collectively, we're there. Maybe there's individuals that feel like, and I try to feel like I can stay neutral. But I need to question that because if we're in a world where there, no, no neutrality is allowed or no equanimity of thought is allowed, then what do you have? You have to uh, push an extreme. I was talking to a dear one the other day, a very dear friend, and I brought up a particular topic of a country that, that he was fond of, and I just saw him melt down. He couldn't think straight anymore because of his attachment, his patriotism, or his, his sense of tribalism just blinds him. And, and for those of us who are opting out, I, I, would, I would definitely say we have many exercises that would benefit our ability to not descend into the depths of ignorance, to get, keep our head out of the water, so to say. And how to reject the, the draw of it, the, the intoxicating nature of it. And the more that you read these different articles or see the news, you get to appreciate what Yudhishthira was saying in the Yaksha Prasana that you just read. The, lake, uh, the lesson at the lake is a simple way of putting it. And he starts by saying, ignorance is a pan that we're all in. And the days and the nights and the seasons are cooking us. So what you want to do is get out of that pan. You don't want to be in that pan. You, you, you want to think for yourself and you're just healthier. Life, this short life, as you reminded us, is a much better journey. We don't have that much time here. If, if human life expectancy is, is 80 years, 78 or 80 years, then Midlife is more like 40 years old than it is 50 or 60 years old. So let's make the best of the time we have by climbing out of that pan, cooling ourselves out and staying clear of it. It reminds me when we, when we read the news and they, they discuss different topics and how reflexively we adapt to that, that how quickly did they make China the enemy? Almost for all of us, 
who, even those of us who don't call ourselves um, loyal or blind patriots, everybody hates China. Oh, this product is from China. Uh, the Chinese are doing this and that. Well, whatever the Chinese are doing bad will never rise to the occasion what we know has been done. And when you read articles that say that one fish has so many toxins and it's like drinking, drinking a, what they say, a month of talk, dirty water. And Caitlin, you just showed me another article. What was this, sugar? Oh, it was a study on <clears throat> sucralose and that it reduces the immune response in mice. They're going to, you know, work on In people. We know it's in people. Right. By the time they tell you it's in rats, monkeys, bats, chickens, it's already in us. But they want to use it now to suppress autoimmune disorders. So they spun it. Yeah, so they're, they're, yeah, it's just spin. So, Caitlin, you're intelligent enough because you've been around that you see how they're spinning it. Mm -hmm. They're spinning the whole thing. Oh, we found a use. There's no use for sucralose. There's no health benefit to sucralose. Bottom line, the, the ending, risk outweigh the benefits. Yeah. The, the ending was basically like, this is good because sucralose is cheaper to make with fewer side effects than what we have now. How about don't take any of it? Uh, you, you see, so menthol cigarettes are a little bit better than unfiltered camels. And it's really good for soothing an itchy throat. Huh? They used to have doctors that said that. You can look at old ads that say 9 out of 10 doctors prefer Kent cigarettes. They're doing the same thing. That's the news. That's the news. They're doing the same thing. Rejected people. This is what we are experiencing in our external world. A lot of the madness. So I'm going back to thinking about how we're reflexively speak negatively of China, and by consequence, we tend not to like Chinese people. You see, it, it, you, you can't get away from that. Most of you don't know anybody Chinese. Well, I have Chinese people in my family. They're just as good and bad as anybody else. So be careful. That's what ignorance will do to you. They have other things about, uh, there's other news about, I guess, what was it? Saudi Arabia, uh, Iran, and somebody else decided to do business with their own currency. And someone said this is one of the greatest existential threats to the United States that will lead to war. Why would it lead to war? Has anybody asked why? What if everybody left each other alone? And then you go, that went right to the banking crisis, they said. So this bank did something shady. The people wanted their money out for whatever reason. The bank didn't have the money anymore, but yet they used the coffers of the common American to fix a problem that individuals never asked them about or participated in. But there will be long, hard arguments about health care, about healthy food, about reasonably decent schools that are paid for with those tax dollars. But you will rarely meet anybody that has any investment in that bank. But it will affect everybody because they're using 
the resources of the commons to fix it. Though they never asked you what you thought of it, did you want to participate? It's the same way with the war machine. They can't find the weapons or the money they sent to Ukraine. The Ukrainian culture is not a culture that accepts people outside of their general ethnic group. But yet, some way, somehow, we should have more sympathy and empathy for them than everybody else in the world going through crises that are often caused by the behavior of Western powers. Am I saying anti-West? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying that's the news. Shine a light on it, look at it, and then decide what you're going to do. I don't know if some of you saw the picture. They showed different countries before and after the U.S. came. Is this anti-patriotic to say that? Is it anti-American to say that? Well, you have to decide for yourself, is just saying what something is, is it bad? Well, in this world we live in now, it is. The truth is uh, very hard to find. Pointing out anything could be truly offensive and threatening to somebody. So as you opt out, you want to take care of yourself first. It all starts internally. There are people who look at things in the minute. You see the train disasters in Ohio. I think they've had the third one, Caitlin. A train crashed and some forever chemicals that's reshaping the whole environment in a negative way. And people were trying to say, well, who's at fault? Well, they deregulated the trains a few years ago so the safety wasn't going under the guise of allowing freer commerce. But don't we forget when there's this idea of unregulated everything, do we ever consider human nature? In order for us to share the planet, share a community, share a city, based on the lowest things in human nature, the general selfishness of people, the general ignorance of people, and in a so-called free society where you can't compel people to be thoughtful, <clears throat> intelligent, or literate, you're going to have problems without constraints. Laws arise when lawlessness prevails. A justice system is born when there is no justice. And when that system fails, you go back to a state of injustice. None of this is hard to figure out. That's the news. This is the pan we're baking in, is the pan of ignorance. And for those of us who are opting out, Strive for steady intelligence. Be very careful when you feel yourself parroting things you heard in the news. China, this, that. How about just work on you? Or before you call your neighbor's house unkept, make yours pristine. Before you call out anyone, make sure You've checked yourself. And if you find you can't check yourself, then you realize you're part of the problem. You're the problem. And what's cool about knowing you're the problem, you can fix you. You can't fix anybody else. You know what I mean, Vin? 
Yeah, well, going back to what I said at the start, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it sounds hard. Who the hell wants to do that? Who wants to actually take the time and fix themselves in this era we live in of immediate gratification? Which is actually a good segzy because when I think about the news and why it is that we focus on these things that aren't that important and we forget about the things that have a much bigger impact on our lives, part of it to me seems that we respond to crisis. So if something is whipped up into a state of frenzy and if it's immediate, then it's news that's going to get our attention. If it's not going to lead to catastrophe or it's not presented that way, uh, then it's something that we ignore. So I guess it's two things. I mean, one is, what is the thing? Is it something that is happening right now that's going to lead to a disaster right now? Or is it more of a slow motion disaster? Uh, and two, how is it presented? Is it presented in kind of a neutral way? Or is it presented in this existential crisis kind of way? Uh, so for example, if we take a look at this Silicon Valley bank issue, you could argue uh, that it met both of those criteria. It, it was immediate. So the bank failed. People weren't going to get their money. You have companies who had their money in there. They wouldn't be able to play the, pay their employees. So that's an immediate uh, cost. And then you combine that with the media, and the media says, oh, my God, this is like 2008. This is horrible. Uh, or even if the media, I mean, in this particular instance, the media didn't even have time to really do that much. Maybe a little bit of it uh, for one day. But uh, basically, the regulators came in, and between Friday when the bank closed and Monday uh, when everyone went back to work, they said, we've decided we're going to backstop all of the deposits. So they didn't even let it turn into a crisis, maybe because they'd seen what happened in the financial crisis years ago. Uh, they knew that they had cover. Uh, they knew uh, that people are scared of banking crises. Uh, or if there is a bank, even if the average person isn't that scared, you've got this entire machinery, which is always talking about financial markets, always talking about the economy, and that's going to whip people into a state of frenzy. So it, they've got enough of that cover so that they can act. Uh, now, you take another example that we talked about, like this freshwater fish issue, uh, that you could argue, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm ingesting chemicals. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so ridiculous when I say it, but I'll go through the logic anyway. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm drinking or uh, a month's worth of forever chemicals with every fish that I eat, but other people are doing it, and I'm not dead yet, and I don't think I'm going to die anytime soon, and yeah, maybe I, I feel a little bit sick, but I, I can deal with it. It's in the background. And probably it's just because I'm getting older. You know, people get old and their bodies fall apart. What else can I do about it? So you got that aspect, which it's not like someone's taking a knife and stabbing you repeatedly and you just have to get out of there. Otherwise, you're going to drop dead. Uh, it's more of a longer term phenomenon. And then also it's presented in a very neutral way. It's not like, oh, my God, we're all going to die from forever chemicals and fish. It's just saying, here's the information. So the stuff that, it's interesting as I'm talking about it, because the stuff that's actually more relevant to us is presented in a much more neutral way. And the stuff that doesn't have that much bearing on anything is presented with an extraordinary amount of hype and hyperbole. So, and I guess I get it. I mean, that's the stuff that sells. But 
maybe you can talk about that, Z. Uh, just to run with with what I said, because uh, I do feel like we've got this human nature aspect where we tend to focus on what's in front of us, what's an immediate crisis. So if we want to focus on uh, on actual news and things that are more important, how do we train ourselves to do that? Again, through contemplative work of all kind, there is a time when it's good to sequester or withdraw yourself for a minute, to really strive to be the dispassionate observer. And it starts first with yourself, right? Really doing exercises to tame the ego, to sit still with it so you can be a better witness, a much better witness. And as you start to improve that skill set, you develop a, a more refined skill set in subjugating the ego, then when you start to hear things that maybe shake you up or rally you up, you can observe yourself being stirred up. I talked about how tribalism can just shut your mind down. So let's say you see one group doing murderous and genocidal behavior. And you say, that's appalling. Then your group starts doing the same thing. And you said, it's understandable. And anybody that points it out is, a, uh, is being fooled by that side, or they're on the side of my, of my uh, nemesis or the non-tribals on my end. Right there, you know you're screwed up. Do you have any metric of ethics? Do you have any sense of that could be my child? Just empathy, just an advanced human feature of empathy. I remember years ago going to um, see that, that, that movie Schindler's List. I think I might have mentioned this before, and I'm just sitting in that movie the first time. I don't know if anybody remembers Schindler's List. You go and you sit in that movie, and my God, the suffering, it was just an a, a orgy of suffering. And, and, and I, I have uh, some kind of heart, and I just started weeping uncontrollably. I'm just, tears are just running. I just felt sick. I, who could treat people like that, my God? And I know that exists. I've been treated poorly. My people have been treated horribly. But I still didn't feel good watching other folks get treated that way. It was just, to me, really a basic human thing. And I looked around, there were a few people, and then the person I, who I went with, who was actually from that group of people, was kind of trying to text on her phone and bored watching. I said, how could you not feel anything watching? She said, yeah, I used to see that stuff every day in school. That was a long time ago. It doesn't, it doesn't affect me. I said, I could see this every day and it would affect me every day. They put out a warning. Therapists and psychologists have put out a warning to black people. Reputable therapists say, stop watching police murder videos, murder porn, police murdering innocent people on the internet, it's actually causing mental illness. And I agree with them. You can sit there and watch this kind of porno of police misconduct, and it's sickening and it's diseasing, but you have no outlet, so it starts to mess with your head. It's harder to be happy. It's harder to enjoy your day. It's much more challenging being content, knowing that this is, 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 is moving about the world. 
So you start there. You start to find your own humanity and then live in your own humanity. You, you, it's not necessary to go on a crusade. You don't have to involve yourself in any kind of social activism. One of the most powerful piece of social activism you could do is be a better person yourself. Is not be part of the problem. Where you can extend your heart and what follows your heart is your hands. Be a helpmate to humanity. Again, you don't have to do anything extraordinary, but just be a better person. And when you see the news, the news is the opposite of that. It worships demons. It worships betrayal. It honors hypocrisy and cowardice. You, 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 and you find yourself trying to pick through politicians and, and these different talking heads. They're not there for you. Just like when we understand Big Pharma. Big Pharma is beholding to its shareholders. That's who Big Pharma serves. So if you get a benefit from Big Pharma, that wasn't the intention of Big Pharma. That was your lucky day. Sad, but true. Be not attached and do it. This kind of constant push for war is sick, demented, twisted, greedy. There is no enemy, there's nobody on earth that is a threat to the United States. Or I should reword that. Whoever is outside of the U.S. that is a threat to the U.S. is a nuisance compared to the threat to the U.S. within the U.S. The people in the U.S. are the U.S.'s biggest enemy. No foreign government flip trains over in Ohio that destroyed the environment and, and, and injured people. No foreign agent allowed the waters to be so polluted that you can't eat. No foreign agent made a monopoly of the ranchers so that the meat eaters, you poor meat eaters out there, can't find healthy meat. No foreign agent released all sorts of neurotoxins and phytoestrogens and, and androgen into the environment for profit that has disrupted the life, the culture, and the mentality of most American people. No foreign agent uh, pumped saturated fats and um, corn stuff. What is it called? Corn, sugar, uh, xylitol, whatever the stuff that you were writing about, the sweeteners. Uh, no foreign agent is pumping sucralose into everything that's on the market that's causing all manner of health issues, autism, all sorts of things. So when you hear the news and you hear them say China, Russia, that's not, your, that's, that's not a threat to you. Your threat is going down the aisle in the store and just trying to find a decent loaf of bread that doesn't have sucralose or xylitol or ethyl glycol and high fructose in it. You know, all that stuff can be taken out of the food to be just as good. But then it wouldn't last as long. Yeah, it wouldn't. It, well, it shouldn't last that long. 
A loaf of bread shouldn't last five years. Okay, let, let, come on. I found a box of crackers in my cabinet that had expiration date of 2017. I was about, then I, I meant to throw them out, then I saw the kids sitting there getting ready to eat them. I said, hey, those crackers, they might say, no, they're fresh. No, they're not. That's not things nature, nature doesn't work like that. It's seasonal and it's timely, okay? It's seasonal and it's timely. Those huge blueberries should not exist. So no Chinese did it, no Russian did it, no Taliban, no, nobody. So when you hear the news about all these enemies and you see the big battleships steaming up, a new airplane with a billion dollar missile, you see that? They got a new missile that's a billion dollars. A missile? Well, what does a missile do? Can you resell it? Can you reuse it? Does it gain value over time? So if you were a person like Vin who knows money, and here's a billion dollars, would you invest in a missile? You see the problem with that? That kind of reminds me of the story in the Mahabharata too, where it's, uh, do you want Krishna to... Or the chakra weapon. Right. Do you want an intelligent guide or a weapon that could destroy the world? Krishna, Arjun chose the guide. We should be more like Arjun. So when you're reading this stuff, and, it's, and I see, I'm an old military person. I'm a martial person. I like hearing about the innovations in weapons and things like that. I like hearing about it. But I'm also reasonably enlightened enough, I've cracked the curtain open enough to know that there's no place for war other than in your mind and building weird stuff in your garage. There are no enemies. There are no, and it, it sounds like when that old lyric from an old song, there's no good guys, there's no bad guys, there's just you and me, and we just disagree. So when you're listening to the news and you're getting worked up and you're mad at everybody, that's what it was designed to do, to rob you, to immerse you, and to drown you in ignorance. There are some screwed up people out there. There are people who have drank too much sucralose, too much saturated fats, too much phytoestrogen, too much all these things that they're putting in the foods that's changing the way society appears. You're seeing the morphing of male and female. You're seeing the dissolving of gender, space, and lines. You're seeing the promotion and rewarding of ignorance in all areas of life. You're seeing more and more extreme divisiveness and inability to come to some sort of collective understanding of our shared space. You see people freely walking their dogs in restaurants and, 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 and imposing their whims and behaviors on other people, whatever they had, a chicken cat, whatever they're carrying with them, because we've lost courtesy, which are basic signs of civility. Nothing against pets, but it's your pet, not mine. Nothing against kids, it's my kid, not yours. So everybody carry their own weight. How about that? But we can't think like that because ignorance has blinded us in all our senses. So we're, we're, we're like blind zombies just bumping into each other. 
And for those of us who are, see this, and this minute you get a little bit of light, you go, man, this looks so bleak. It looks so horrible. It's not. Because if you work on yourself and get out of the pan, you'll be okay. As we've been talking about around here, it's okay to move out of the city. It's okay to dance to your own beat, to march to your own drummer. Not for the sake of simply being a unique individual seeking some sort of uh, bizarre ind individuality and you know, putting uh, uh, green and blue and magenta streaks in your hair so you'll be noticed and then mad that you're noticed. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just withdraw into a contemplative practice and find peace in your heart and then let that kind of ooze out into the world you live in and first affect the person closest to you. And that's how we survive this. That's how we get through this life and look back and enjoy our life. I was reflecting on that the other day, Vin, that I'm really, if, if my days are near, if my time is near, and, 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 and I could imagine I have fewer days in front of me, I look back and I, I've lived a hell of a life. I've had a wonderful life. And I want that for everybody. But I know that most people don't have it because the, the a power of ignorance is it, so overwhelming. The, the, the cloud of it, the opaqueness it puts over everybody, where we can't, I never knew we'd live in a time where people can't speak to each other that a different idea, a different view should be shut down, stifled, killed, choked. That petty divisiveness is the new energy of the world. For those of us who have opted out, we don't mind leaving this behind, abandoning this. We look forward to just a small place in the sun. And we can achieve that through getting out of the pan of ignorance and striving for a steady intelligence. Right, Vin? Yeah, it sounds very logical. And I think the awareness that we need to cultivate, uh, just to, one, a recognition of what news is and what it's become, and an ability to check ourselves, as we often talk about, so that we're not caught up in this endless cycle of aggravation and anger and panic and we can tune a lot of things out that aren't relevant i think having that awareness is pretty foundational what i'm curious about it's a comment that you made earlier about how we can't even talk about what is so it's not just that the media is trying to create emotional reactions that's a big part of it but it, now we have this invisible thought police that's telling us what we can say and what we can't say. And the media, uh, their big corporate interest behind the media, so they don't want a lot of attention. They don't want negative publicity. So certain things you can't report on, like this whole Hunter Biden laptop, for instance, uh, not to pick specifically on Hunter Biden, but just an example that came to mind. And there was this laptop story that was uh, that broke, I think, about a year ago. And it was, it was suppressed. Uh, it came out in one of the New York publications. It might have been The Post. Uh, and there were fact-checking organizations that came out and said, no, this is absolutely wrong. There's no truth to this. And, of course, the fact-checking organizations are also owned by other corporate interests. 
And then it turned out the story was actually correct. But uh, for a six to nine month period, no one could talk about that. Uh, we've talked about COVID vaccines. There, there's information that's come out about the side effects. Uh, no one was allowed to talk about that. There's information that came out in the Twitter files. So Elon Musk revealed all of this internal communication from Twitter, and it went into how the government went to these social media platforms and told them what they were allowed to say and what they weren't allowed to say and how in certain points of view, uh, even if the points of view were correct, if the points of view could be construed to discouraging uh, the population from taking the vaccine, then you can't express those points of view. Uh, you've got to make sure that the algorithm somehow downweights them. You don't want them to go viral. You don't want them to get a lot of attention. Uh, you think about what you talked about, Z, how certain groups of people don't want to hear about the, the injustices that their own groups are creating. So if you call someone out on bad behavior, then you're accused of not being a patriot, for example. Uh, so these things become very difficult to talk about, and then they lead to emotional responses. So we're in this weird time because, as you said, you just want to know what is. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. We as human beings are the ones who decide what has meaning, and we can decide what we like, what we don't like, what we tolerate, what we don't tolerate. But the first thing we need to, to make that determination is just an understanding of what is. And that's actually a big part of my spoken word project. I feel like I don't have all the solutions for all of the craziness going on in the world, but I want to break it down and at least say, this is really happening. This is the shit that's going on day to day. This is what's happening in the economy. This is what's happening socially. This is what we're doing to ourselves when we can't regulate our emotions, when we can't regulate our anxiety. Now, what you do with it, you might say, you know what, I'm going to keep on living the way that I want to. That's fine. You can make your own decisions, but at least acknowledge what's happening. And don't buy into propaganda that tries to obscure reality. So I think that's a big challenge that we have with the news. I mean, just sourcing the information, because one, there have always been interests in manipulating the news to get people to think a certain way. But we've gotten beyond that. We've gotten to the point where we've got social justice warriors who are out there telling us what we can say and what we can't say. Uh, these debates become very political. They become very heated. And a lot of times, it's just better not to have the discussion. And so what ends up happening, you've got uh, social media, you've got mainstream outlets, and there's some consensus that builds around, okay, this is the official line. Either it's an official line because enough people have weighed in on social media, or people with loud enough voices have weighed in to say, okay, this is fine. You can talk about issues under this frame. Uh, you can say things about this group and not that group. Or you've got the government which weighs in and provides the narrative. And if you look geopolitically, anytime there are stories about foreign policy, about war, those are remarkably consistent across liberal publications and conservative publications because they're all coming from the same source. So if that's the reality that we're facing and we're just trying to get a clear picture of what is happening so that we know what to do about it, how do we even go about doing that? And for example, see some of the articles that you mentioned uh, just break it down for us. Like, where do you go to find your news? Uh, how much of it is different publications? How much is, of it is talking to people on the ground? How much of it is observing, stepping back and observing bigger trends? In this world that we live in, how do we make sense and actually get that clear picture that we're looking for? 
I think the most important we can do is ask whatever you're listening to, is it relevant to me? And I know that sometimes that sounds selfish. I know in, in, in the world of activism um, that, that I, I, I lived in for quite a good part of my life, you felt like you had to be up on everything. You had to have an opinion on everything. You had to react to everything. You really don't. Um, a lot of this stuff is, is, is abstract dogma, inconsequential to your daily life. You want to look for things. I like to look at health news and research. That's a good thing. You look at that. What have they found? Then you can also f go back and, and check and, and critique and audit the information from different sources. You can see, is it coming from a pharmaceutical company? Is it sponsored by somebody? And then you know how to look at it. You know how to adjust your lens of observation, which again requires intelligence, which is the opposite of ignorance. You hear about all of these things pertaining to um, wars. That's part of a military industrial complex. It's part of financing. It's what keeps the Western money machine going, right? It keeps it endlessly going because um, they need to print more money for war. So you need to then know how to withdraw your resources, your assets. Um, when you um, hear some of this stuff, you don't have to be a real big social actor, you know how to put a bumper sticker in the car, you don't have to do any of that. Boycott things that don't work for you. Don't invest in anything that doesn't support your general well-being on any level. If you have people of shared consciousness, then you're fortunate. You're not entitled to them. You're fortunate. So don't run up to people and point out the obvious thinking it will be obvious to them. Because people are mired in the um, goop of all sorts of things, religion, tribalism, patriotism. And you can tell, as I've said before, in a few minutes of conversation, you were talking about the whole uh, Biden thing. Um, I haven't kept up with it. But I know there was a lot of suppression, misinformation. But if you really think about it, why would you get worked up over that? if you really put together all the political scandals, all the cronyism, all the nepotism in politics, why did that particular topic outrage you? As is said in the comedy special, Selective Outrage, why did that bother you? When Carolyn Bryant is still out, is still not arrested, that's the woman that participated in the murder of Emmett Till way back when. So there is no justice system so why are you upset that there are injustices going on in the justice system? Here in Los Angeles, they have come out with a report that said unequivocally, there are rogue gangs in the sheriff's department, murderous gangs in the sheriff's department. So they, they come out with this information. This is the news, big headlines. Gang members, sheriff's department has many gangs that initiate gang members by having them murder a civilian. That was it. That was the extent of the article. It didn't lead to judicial action. It didn't lead to an arrest. It didn't lead to reviewing cases. So why did they even tell you? So you'd have something else to get your stomach tied up in knots about, keep you a little more anxious, a little more anxiety, a little more depressed, 
and a little bit more willing to swipe that credit card to buy something. Because when you buy something, that dopamine and that serotonin gets you high. And it just for a moment, you feel less anxious. If you don't believe it, just look. Look at, look at sales. Look at, look at the markets after they've announced some fearful, dreadful uh, thing that can't be answered and has no date of resolution. We don't know when it's going to end, but here we are. The COVID is a perfect example. Look what that thing did to our whole social system. The COVID. Kids, they say, will suffer for years from now for the time they missed in school. They said kids are suffering. The areas where they had high illiteracy, it got higher. Areas that had moderate literacy, it went up to even more, more illiterate kids or more kids that are failing tests. People are paranoid for no reason, right? And some people just burn out and don't give a damn. So it, was, it, 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 it is organically designed that way. I don't really necessarily believe in broad conspiracy theories. I, I'm just not a big conspiracy person because I don't believe people as a whole are that smart that they need a conspiracy. You can have one or two people start a rumor and that's all you need, right? It's like those old experiments where somebody pointing up in the air in New York at a skyscraper and everybody stopped looking in the air. That wasn't a, a, a big conspiracy going on. That was one person that tricked a bunch of people and then left. So I think we have a lot of tricksters. We have a lot of people that exploit. And they exploit what is already weak in us. Tribalism, uh, meism, cronyism. And you have people who play into that. And they, they, they get a feel it. They can read it. They can smell it. And now you've gone down that, that rabbit hole, right? You're down in that rat's nest, fighting and arguing. You're like a sports fan ready to kill for the team, right? You see these sports fans that are, these different sports fans that are ready to kill for the team. Right here in L.A., I don't know why people can go to a game. Every time you, you see the news, I'm not sure why they show that, but I'm sure somebody who knows sports can tell me. If you see a mob of people beating someone on the opposing team with a baseball bat or kicking them over a balcony, why does that make you want to go to the arena? I've heard it's a horrible experience. It's hard to park. It's expensive to park. The food is bad and expensive. It's crowded. The bathrooms are dirty, filthy. But yet you want to go to the game and beat somebody with a baseball bat. Caitlin's smiling. She likes it. Is that what you smile about? Caitlin loves the games. <clears throat> so tell me what what could possibly be fun about that? Um, she doesn't I, even know. I don't know because it was just a part of our. Don't even know. No enlightenment at all. Yeah. No, just like a zombie. It was fun. To, you just heard there were brains there. Brains, brains. Well, it's like we would go to hockey games all the time with my dad, and me and my sister would get excited whenever we would see a fight break out. That's sick. I know. We That's would be it. like, oh, they're fighting. <laughs> it's a fight, fight. Um, Just morbid voyeurism. Just morbid. Yeah. I remember, I didn't know this about hockey, obviously, but uh, 
one of my teacher's son is a hockey player, Mr. Baker's son. They sent him to hockey school. He had moved to Canada as, a, as an adolescent to go to hockey school. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. Hockey school, you go to Canada, he moved away, he lived up there. And he told me he was an enforcer. He's the one black kid on the team, big guy, martial arts expert. I said, what the hell is an enforcer? He said, I just get in fights with the other team. Mm -hmm. Is that in the rule book? It's definitely part of the game. It's part yeah. of the culture. And, for sure. And, and so everybody who's watching enjoys that. And what are we feeding? Like, this is just weird. It's just weird. Um, brute, brute strength? I don't know. He wasn't even that strong. But he just fights. Just, yeah. just, just disturbances. And this is what we want to opt out of and just boycott when... Look, if you like to watch a fight, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I like to see a good fight every now and then because I'm involved in, I like to see strategy, skill, like watching chess to me. But everybody has a different reason. But for most of us, if it brings you no value, if it doesn't pertain to your life, don't invite it in. Boycott it. All the news that they're talking about, this whole Russia, Ukraine thing, Step away from tribalism, your side, their side. Does it really have anything to do with you? Unless they start launching nukes. We don't want that. So divest from that stuff. Just divest from it. There are no good guys and bad guys in this. If you are concerned about something, ask yourself, why are you concerned about it and not other things? In most situations globally, you'll find them locally. You don't have to go around the world to find famine. We can actually drive two minutes from our office, right, Caitlin? And there's multiple tent cities with roaming insane people. I just saw somebody the other day, skinny and butt naked. Looked just like a refugee from uh, Kazakhstan, somewhere the, the, the native refugee thing is. It was right here in L.A. What's that area by the, the swamps right here? A Bologna? Iona. Bologna wetlands? Yeah, there was just a naked skinny person foraging for food. So if, if I was of the temperament where I felt like I needed to uh, join uh, the Red Cross or March of Dimes, or semi, I could have just got out of my car and went to help, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not that person. I'm staying clear of that. But if there are those of you out there who feel like you really have to cry for Ukraine or cry for Switzerland or cry for whoever you're crying for, then cry locally. Drive 10 minutes from your house and save somebody. But keep your doors locked. It's dangerous out there. You know what I'm saying, Vin? Yeah, I like the way you've put it, Z, because we get back to this concept about knowing yourself. Because so much of what you said is how do you filter out all the noise and the junk and you got to know what's important to you. You've got to know what you care about. And if you don't care about it, then just forget it. Uh, it's not worth getting involved in. It's not worth your time and attention. It's going to distract you from things that are more important. And it's interesting. I'm just uh, reflecting on myself as we talk about this. I've used that strategy a lot. I mean, I filter out things very heavily. And actually, at times, I go too far in the other direction. Like, I filter out so much stuff that it's almost like you need just a certain amount of awareness of what's happening to fit in in different situations, to pretend that you care about things that other people care about. 
<laughs> to show your spouse that you're actually listening to what they're saying, for example. Uh, so I guess there's that balance. We don't want to completely shut down and go into some state where we've got no connection to the outside world. But at least that principle, I think, is right on, uh, that most of the stuff, it just doesn't matter. And part of the news is maybe that reflection. It's that meditation. It's going back to that mindset of Yudhisar and the Mahabharata and saying, what do I really care about? What is really important? What is driving me through this life? What is giving this meaning? And just constantly reminding ourselves of that. And if we do that, then I think a lot of the filtering becomes a lot more natural. Uh, and we can sidestep the things that waste our time, the things that push our buttons. We can start paying attention to things that maybe don't have the same amount of urgency attached to them. Maybe they're buried on page six or page eight, uh, but we can seek them out because it's relevant to us. And we can talk to other people who also have that information. Maybe we can actually use social media productively uh, to find things like the the reels that you end up sending me. Uh, so, yeah, I think that it, maybe that's what this entire thing comes down to. Uh, it's just knowing yourself, having that clarity on what has meaning, uh, what is going to improve our lives, enhance our lives, and to hell with everything else uh, and, and just build from there. So those are my thoughts, Z. Yeah, as you're talking, Van, I'm just scrolling through the news and – I was taught many years ago, even in high school, I believe, that the teachers would have us go get different newspapers before they had the internet, before any of this stuff. And we would be tasked to go to the, there was a 24-hour bookstore, a newsstand near where we lived, and they had newspapers from all over the world. And as soon as planes came in, they would come and they would drop a stack of newspapers. And they would say, go get a newspaper from different parts of the country and different parts of the world and read the same story. And you would, we started to notice a trend. There were different slants on all those stories based on the philosophy, the belief, or whatever ideology that particular state, country, or region was promoting. And you would get a completely different wordplay on the same topic. And I want to exercise that a little bit with, with, with our folks, man. So when you listen to the news... You know you're sucked in when certain things don't disturb you. So they had an article about a Chinese athlete who they were not allowing to participate because he honored China. So you're telling me in order for him to participate in this sport or her to participate in the sport, she had to denounce her homeland that she was returning to. Does that sound okay? There was another person who, uh, there was a Russian, somebody who didn't, uh, didn't stand for the Ukrainian anthem. Should they? So if they don't do what you want them to do, then you deprive them of their, their livelihood. You, you see the problem with that? They went to the African Union and went to different countries in Africa, Western countries, who have this twisted idea of aid to Africa. Africa doesn't need aid. The problem is they'll go and take resources in exchange for U.S. dollars. They'll take hard resources, which have real value. The U.S. can print money like their Kinkos, right? The U.S. can just print money. It has no value. There's no intrinsic value to money. 
there is value in lithium, gold, cobalt, uh, all sorts of minerals. That has a real weighable value. I can't print that stuff out. I have to dig it from the earth. I have to make sacrifice. I have to, uh, people have to die to get these things that you use in your cell phones and your electric cars and all that. Money, they can print it all day long. It has no connection to anything other than there are rules against counterfeiting. That's pretty much it. And you can correct me on that, Vin, if, if I'm wrong saying that. So they told, they go to the African Union, and Africa's slowly trying to create a united Africa, come to a general consensus. And they said, if you don't support LGBTQ, PFW, uh, KFC rights, we won't support or, or, or offer you any more aid. And some, some of these leaders are getting wise, and they said, you know, we don't need your money. You need our resources. You need our minerals. So we're not going to support your cultural style. Now, for anybody who has a problem, that is a cultural belief and style and a way of using language. How do I know that? Because it didn't exist 20 years ago. There's been a cultural shift. There's been a cultural modification along with environmental changes that can all support that. So now this whole cultural shift is a very Western cultural shift. That doesn't exist everywhere. The, the sun doesn't shine and set in one place. People have different ways, different languages, different value systems, different ideas of right and wrong. Leave them alone. Or if you're going to do commerce with them, come with some level of integrity. Don't try to force your ways onto other people with a, 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 a gun in one hand and a candy bar in the other. Right? You got artificial sweetener in one hand and a pistol in the other saying, you better negotiate with us and, and, and be like us. How's that working out for the U.S.? Yeah, I'm not seeing people trying to be like the U.S. What'd you say, Caitlin? I said we're dying. Yeah. I don't see things, I don't see a lot of people trying to imitate U.S. How about leave people alone? And at the end of the day, we see what works out right. We'll see what's fortunate or unfortunate. People have different cultural styles. It's kind of like you hear the article about people running to Mexico to get um, uh, tummy tucks, go down the wrong street, get wiped out by the cartel. I went to Mexico a few years ago with Kiko. We all went to Mexico or, or on Kiko's invitation. I go to one of the most famous resorts in the world, Kutzmala. I meet the owners. I get to hang out with the people. It's just wonderful. I'm teaching some yoga, some Tai Chi, um, Qigong, doing treatments on people, this kind of thing. Wonderful time. I was there for a month, right? Unbelievable resort. 30, 50,000 acres. It's, it's like you're in the rainforest, different animals, beautiful place. But you know what? Going from there to Puerto Vallarta, we had to get permission from the cartels to go down the highways. I rode in an armored um, suburban, and the lead vehicle was an armored suburban with a 50 caliber machine gun. The tailing vehicle was an armored suburban with a M61 Gatling gun on it. 
maybe M8 Gatling. It was a smaller Gatling gun. It wasn't M61, but it was the one that fired um, 50 cal instead of 20 mil. And they would get permission from the local cartel bosses to drive through their area. And they referred, my code name was Hombre Elastico. The government has no power in Mexico. The cartels do. The government is filled with cartel members. So they're honest about it. Here's the same thing, but there's a dishonesty. There's the illusion of decency. There's the illusion of higher ethics and morality. There's the illusion of. There, there's no illusion. It's a dangerous place if you don't know the right people. So you shouldn't be wandering around by yourself. But again, if people get worked up over that, there are neighborhoods in L.A. you can't go to. I remember years ago in Florida, tourists would get off the airplane, go down the wrong street, and get completely wiped out in America. For all the cartels doing, it doesn't match one day in America. Not one day. All the killings the cartel do in Mexico does not match a day in America. How about that? How about that? So before you beat your drum and da-da-da-da, know that you own yourself. You're responsible for you. You can't be responsible for all these. So don't wave these flags, promote these views that you, you wouldn't really willing to give your life for. Because you don't even know what you're throwing your life away for. All the wars that have been fought in, the, in, in Caitlin's lifetime have been for nothing. For nothing. No attack. Nobody came after you. The countries that were attacked and, and bombed did nothing to anybody. There were some other nefarious reasons that were done. How long do you keep doing that and expect good things to happen? You reap what you sow and eventually chickens come home to roost. So throw away all that news. The news is take care of yourself. Read these health articles. We're going to be putting a bunch of them out there on Dharma Media and find out ways to stand healthy and well, learn to be more resourceful, learn to, to cook and manage. And again, the news with the apparently some meat or pharmaceutical companies buying up veggie burgers, whatever it is, Beyond or Impossible Burgers, one of them. So soon enough, that burger won't be any worth eating. So anything that the conglomerates and the monopolies get a hold of, it's no longer good. I don't care if you had angel booty dust. Once they get a hold of it, it's going to be something bad. It's going to be scrapings of a goat's ass or something. It's not going to be what they said, what it started out to be. So be very careful. Source your food. Read the packaging. If it's too confusing to understand the ingredients, don't eat it. If you're eating meats, find hunters and order it from small production facilities until they become big production facilities, then find somewhere else. It's really simple. Own a very good water filter. There are forever chemicals in the water. In the snow, they say. It's in the snow. So wash using Castile soap, little apple cider vinegar, do that. Use a neti pot with fresh water. Flush your sinuses. But you don't have to be fanatical. You're just here to save your soul. That's it. SOS. All right, Vin? 
Yeah, yeah, let's save souls, save your own soul. I I agree with that 100%. Uh, it's a it's a strange world and I think that's the best that we can do a lot of times. And if other people follow along, great. If they want our help, great. But we got to take care of ourselves. So uh, one thing, Z, it's uh, it's actually the night before we're headed out. Uh, we're going to India for a couple of weeks. Uh, so we're going to put the conversations on hiatus. Uh, every, yeah, yeah, you can do that. You can talk to my mom. Uh, <laughs> Maybe she'll be willing to talk to you. I'll probably be dealing with my kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, cooking up some uh, some some nice mac and cheese with some forever chemicals for them, uh, since they're not going to want the the local fare. But uh, but yeah, I guess you you guys uh, have a good time over here. Uh, we're excited for our trip. Uh, we we'll be back in a couple of weeks, and looking forward to picking you up uh, when, when we get back. Sure thing, and Vin. Uh, just do your thing. Have fun over there. Check out my folks if you can. If not, I'm just uh, just live for me over there. Um, and for the rest of us people in the news, be careful, please. Stay out of politics. In politics, you have a choice between Satan, Theelzebub, and Lucifer. So just stay out of that and focus your energy on yourself. Uh, shop locally. Think globally. That's it. All right, Ben? Have a great trip. I'll talk to you before and after and while you're there. All right? All right. Thanks, brother. Have a good night. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Each five-star review helps us bring you more unique and insightful content. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. Peace.